my stars, I've never been so busy before. It seems Christmas arrives sooner each year. Across the universe to the Wampa's Lair podcast. Star Wars is for everyone, so pull up a chair, get comfortable, and join the conversation with your hosts, Carl LeClaire and Jason Hunt, here in the Wampa's Lair. And welcome back to another exciting episode of the Wampa's Lair podcast. This is episode number 408, A Larian Christmas. I'm, as always, one of your hosts, Jason Hunt, and with me, the Yoda to my Qui-Gon Jinn, we've got Carl LeClaire. Hmm. Wise guys, are we? <laughs> yes. Your focus determines your reality. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good Qui-Gon. Thanks. <laughs> I did not practice it. Um, <laughs> Oh my goodness. We are just a few days away from Christmas, which is crazy. It always comes so quickly every year. Um, and uh, we we wanted to give you a, another... I, I love doing Christmas-themed episodes each year at this time of the year. Um, so we asked so many of you to send in some of your Christmas Star Wars memories, and uh, we got quite a few of them, which I'm really excited to play over the course of the episode. So we'll be getting into that. Jason and I will share some of our own Star Wars Christmas stories, but we also picked a few moments from Star Wars itself, from this, from the movies, that kind of encapsulate Christmas themes to us. So we'll be breaking down a few of those scenes as well. Um, yeah. And this will also be our last episode for the year. We're going to take next week off. Uh, we haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> uh, no. There's a chance that I that we might throw up like a special bonus episode next week that's still up in the air. But the regular the regular show will return um, in two weeks, uh, and we'll be doing a season two recap of of Mandalorian, which of course we can't wait to do. Oh yeah, I'm super excited about that. I got a lot to say, and uh. <laughs> yeah, same here. It's uh, it was such a good season, and. Uh, uh, it honestly works out well. We were talking about this before we started recording that uh, we're glad to take next week off because it gives us an opportunity to rewatch the second season. So it's so we can yeah. kind of put our thoughts together again. And I'm looking forward to kind of watching it all within like a, a week or to- so's time frame as opposed to over eight weeks, you know. So. Right, exactly. Me too. Just kind of 
have it all put together in a nice little bow and a box and see, okay, it really does flow this way. And I think honestly, the first, the first thing I'll be looking at is like, all right, so what is the purpose of episode two yeah. of this season? <laughs> I've been th- I've been thinking about that a lot myself because it's 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 the only episode of Mandalorian that I really just didn't care for. And I don't want to say I, I like hated it. I just didn't care for it. But as I thought about it in light of the finale, I think it's really just showing about him really becoming a parent. Like he's really yeah. he's very much the 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 parental figure for Grogu in that episode. So I feel like it's just there to show us that this isn't just him fulfilling a quest. This is him forming a bond. I feel like mm-hmm. that's the purpose of that episode. But again, I'm cur- I, I haven't gone back to watch since, so we'll we'll see if that if that theory <laughs> stands up. Yes, indeed. But before we do all that, we got we got Christmas to get through. So and and Carl, this is definitely one of my favorite times in the year, and I know for sure it's one of your favorite times of the year. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I sure love Christmas. <laughs> it was ve- I mean, it's been a very weird Christmas season this year due to obviously the the covid pandemic um i i was literally thinking to myself last night i always go into like into boston and you know look at the the big tree in faneuil hall and look at all the lights down in the common i this is the first year since i've been living in boston that i didn't do it and it's not i mean that stuff is there but i've just like i just don't really leave the house <laughs> so um I- so I, I i i was so tempted to actually run down this afternoon just cuz i had a, like a few free hours but i was like uh, but then I got to like, I got to figure out parking and parking is expensive during the day. So I was like, ah, the heck with it. <laughs> so, and the sad thing is, is like the Christmas season, like in, in the secular world ends on December 26th. So, yeah. you know, like a lot, to be fair, the big Christmas tree will still be in Boston, I think up through new years, but uh, so hopefully I can get down and see that regardless, but everywhere else, I mean, even the all Christmas stations at midnight, on Christmas night, they stopped playing that Christmas music. <laughs> That's true, and it's sad because I I love Christmas music. I know some people are like I can't stand it, and I'm like, no, I love it. Yeah, I've been listening except, since November first. So. Yeah, except for last Christmas. Last Christmas can go die a horrible, terrible death. Oh, um, I, see, the only my only Christmas song that I can't stand is Dominic the Donkey. Um, I don't think I know this one. Your your life is better for it. So okay, okay. I, I worked at so I worked at Toys R Us as as I got hired as holiday help during my sophomore year of college, and okay. on literally the day after Halloween, they start playing Christmas music, and I would only work four out four to like six hour shifts when I was working at Toys R Us. And in that, even just a four-hour shift, you would hear the the same playlist twice because it was basically a two-hour playlist. And it was all, like, very ch- like kiddie Christmas songs. And obviously, mm-hmm. like, they all have to be secular, so, you know, you can't play any of the, like, religious-themed Christmas songs. And some of them were fun, but I swear, after even just a four-hour shift, I was like, I can't do this. This music is freaking terrible. And Dominic the Donkey, I'd, I'd get that at least twice, usually three times a shift, and it's... Ugh. If you're if you like that song, power to you. That's cool that it's your jam. I just that's the only Christmas song I can't do. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never been a fan of Last Christmas, but when I worked at PetSmart, they had a four-hour playlist, and I worked a six-hour shift. The playlist had three versions of that song on it, and so I'd hear it at least four or five times a shift. Uh, you could hear me screaming in the back every time it came on. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, here I think this. 
There you go. I'll give you a quick little. The Italian Christmas donkey. La, la, la. This is Dominic the donkey. La, 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 la. I'll find donkey, you the part. You... Because the red donkey. Jingity jing. Uh, uh, the Italian uh, uh, Christmas uh. donkey. La, la. I just can't. <laughs> so... I don't know what's going on. Sorry. <laughs> I just. Um, anyway, Star Wars also yes. is. is uh, <laughs> It's cool at Christmas time. Um, and uh, obviously the last the last several Christmases up until this year, we've had Star Wars movies released at the holidays. I'll be honest, mm-hmm. Jason. I loved not having one this Christmas season because Christmas and Star Christmas season is like my favorite time of year. And Star Wars is just my favorite all the time of year. So it's mm-hmm. the last four years. I always felt so like, oh, like it, it's. There's, these are like all my favorite things, but all at once. I, I like that they would always be spread out. Um, I mean, I, it does look like they're going to be doing Star Wars movie releases always in December now. Um, so it'll be fine. But uh, my, I will say my Christmas tree has gotten new Star Wars ornaments every year as a result. And I like that. So it's it's a good thing. I, I've definitely added to my ornament collection with some fun Star Wars things uh, I think my favorite right now is the R2-D2 with the antlers. Um, nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, we, like I said, we asked you all to send in some of your your Christmas stories. And uh, to kick things off for us tonight, we're going to hear from, uh, we're going to hear a story from a good friend, Jeffrey Fishbach, who's always participating in conversations here in the lair. So here's Jeffrey's, Chris, one of Jeffrey's Christmas memories. Hey, Carl and Jason and fellow Larians. It is Jeff from over here at the Blue Milk Cafe, also a longtime listener. And I am calling in to give you. Uh oh. What happened? What happened? It paused. Uh oh. What's going on? I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know why, why it's not working. Technical difficulties? Technical difficulties, everybody. Hey, Carl and Jason and fellow Larians. It is Jeff from over here at the Blue Milk Cafe, also a longtime listener. And I am calling in to give you my Christmas memories. Now, I am an OT baby, so my first Christmas was, my first big Star Wars Christmas was 1978. I remember getting up Christmas morning, running down to the living room to see a fully assembled Death Star playset next to the tree, and I freaked out. I knew it was for me. I knew it wasn't my older brother's. He wasn't into Star Wars as much as I was, and it definitely wasn't for my sisters. It was for me. So I freaked out. Then I proceeded to see all the other little trinkets around the tree for me, like Luke's land speeder and the numerous action figures. I was just freaking out. And then the following Christmas, 1979, I got my Millennium Falcon. I got the Hoth playset. I got a Tauntaun. I got an Imperial Walker. It was awesome. Those were the Christmases that I remember and hold dear to my heart. And since then, Christmas time was always associated with Star Wars for me. So when The Force Awakens came out and it was coming out in December... I loved it because Star Wars and Christmas go together. This time of year is Star Wars time, and I really hope that the next theatrical Star Wars release we get, they continue these December releases. 
So guys, there are some of my Star Wars Christmas memories. They may not be that exciting, but to me, they were every Christmas up until 1983, I was getting Star Wars toys, and I just loved it. So can't wait to hear the other Larians and what their Star Wars Christmas memories were. So until we talk again, may the Force be with you. Well, Jeff just like that's such a perfectly fun story because I feel like that is that's the heart of for a lot of us. The heart of Star Wars and Christmas was just what was under that tree. Right. What did you see when you came down Christmas morning that you knew was the box was shaped a certain way or you could see the action figure wrapping on the floor. You're like, I know that's got to be a power of the force star Wars figure. And I mean, for a kid like me in the nineties, obviously not Jeff, but um, I mean, I I love that. Like that, that just that excitement of coming down and um, you know, seeing all of those star Wars toys and you know, Jeff didn't say this explicitly, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, when he was a kid in the 70s and the new figures were coming out, he probably didn't have the means to go buy them all right away. So there's something like on Christmas, there's like a boon of what you can get. I mean, for some of us, obviously, yeah. I, don't, I don't mean to speak for everyone. And obviously, I, I was privileged enough that I grew up with a family that I could get, you know, I, w- I would wake up on Christmas morning with several gifts. Um, and, uh, you know, like when I was a kid growing up in the 90s with the, the Power of the Force 2 line, I could afford to buy like one every few weeks or like once a month. So like when and, and it would be one figure, I could definitely not afford like the vehicles or the play sets. So when Christmas was coming, like those were the things I was most excited about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, Jeff got some pretty cool stuff. Like, yeah, you know, that's, so that's our uh, play set. That, the Death Star playset, that was like the big deal. And it's still the big deal right now. So I wonder if he still has it. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Thanks for sharing that, Jeff. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, well, you know what? The, it, and honestly, Jason, that reminds me of, and I, I've, again, I've probably told this story somewhere over the years of doing the show at, Christ, at a Christmas episode. But I just, I want to tell just a very quick explicit story from, in, in light of Jeff's story, um, it was in Christmas, probably Christmas of 97. So I would have been 12 years old and I really wanted the Jedi Knight Luke um, action figure, you know, all in black. And uh, which obviously we just saw that very l- version of Luke kicking some dark trooper butt, which was awesome. Um, yep, yep, yep. And that was on my list. And my cousin had gotten it probably the month before Christmas. And he got one with a brown vest. And he's like, oh, the brown one, it's so rare. It's worth so much money. He's like, wow, that's so cool. And when I opened it that Christmas morning, mine was also the brown vest. And uh, and there were a few years where our family actually had videotapes of us on Christmas morning. This was one of them. And I I don't know where this video is to this to now, but... Um, when I opened that Luke, I just shout, Luke Jedi in brown. And my dad just goes, he got pooped on <laughs> and like, like such a bad dad joke. But like, and right. I got like really frustrated that he would say that. I'm like, no, it's the rarest one. It's worth so much. <laughs> I'm just like so excited. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll say one of my favorite Christmas memories uh, involving Star Wars um, this has got to be 2009. Yeah, 2009. We went to Disney World for um, 
our Christmas vacation as a family. And it was the first time I'd been to Disney World since, like, I had been, you know, like, I think at six, maybe was the last time I'd been. Um, and we went there. I was, you know, 20. And uh, I got to go ride uh, Star Tours, the... Uh, I think back then it was the original version of star tours at the time still uh maybe not i don't recall but you know i got to run around disney hollywood studios and the, the star wars area of of the theme park uh and you know see the big atat uh hmm. you know and all the the fun stuff and i had a blast of course things have gotten a lot more star warsified since then but it was really cool at the time, you know, to just be able to experience Star Wars uh, at a theme park uh, in a way that I'd never done that before. So it was the first exposure to Star Wars at a theme park I'd ever had, and that was at Christmas time. So um, December 2009. So <laughs> very fun. I love it. I will, that was exciting. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but. Uh, well, let's play a couple more of our, our memories. Our next one comes from uh, Jackson, and here's one of his Christmas memories. Hey, Carl and Jason. My favorite memory of Star Wars and Christmas is when Jason sent me a recording saying that I was getting tickets to Star Wars Celebration Anaheim that I was going to get to meet you guys in person. And that's probably my favorite Christmas memory involving Star Wars. Anyways... Just want to wish you guys a very happy and merry Christmas, and God bless, and keep up the hard work. Jackson's uh, dad actually emailed us ahead of time, you know, to to try and arrange something like that. So he he had gotten tickets for uh, Jackson and himself to go to celebration the following year, and he'd sent us an email asking if we'd be able to to record a little something for Jackson, and, and we were more than happy to accommodate that. So. That's yeah. pretty cool. That, uh, yeah, that he, that's still there. That, that's that's been years ago. Yeah, cause that remember. was celebration. Or, the last one in Orlando, which was was that six? No, not celebration six. It's the one after that, right? Yeah. So just celebration Orlando, right? Well, maybe it was Anaheim. I don't remember. I don't. It's been a while, oh. though. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. That's, I mean, that's a pretty great Christmas surprise to find out you're going to be going to your first celebration, because um, they I, are. I'd be freaking out. Yeah, for for sure. <laughs> um, I mean, I was freaking out when I got to go to my first celebration and I bought my own tickets. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so thank you for that, Jackson. Um, so our next our next memory comes from it's, a, it's a, one of my best friends from when I grew up. It was my my friend Chris, and uh, he's got a funny story to tell about he and his dad last Christmas for uh, Rise of Skywalker. My father introduced me to Star Wars when I was a kid, so it was logical to me to finish the story of Skywalker with him. My dad is seventy three, soft spoken, and has a sense of humor on him. In the final ultimate battle, as the Emperor is stealing the Force from Rey and Kylo with his magic fingers, my dad taps me. I look over thinking, dude, if you're looking for a bathroom break right now, you should just piss your pants at this point and we'll tell everyone you spilled your drink. But he looks at me, and five decibels too loud, surrounded by little kids in a crowded movie theater, he says, It's a trap! I had to later explain to him why that was unacceptable behavior. 
And that's one of my favorite Star Wars memories with my dad. <laughs> so, so obviously I know Chris's dad, um, not super well, but pretty well. Like, I mean, I grew up right down the street from Chris and he's, he's been my longest friend to, to this day. And his dad is a very, very quiet man. Um, just incredibly soft-spoken, incredibly like calm spirit. So the fact that he would exclaim the F-bomb in the middle of a movie um, surrounded by children is quite hilarious. And, and, my, and Chris, after he sent it to me, he's like, yeah, he goes, my dad didn't understand why I was mad at him for what he did. He didn't realize that it's not okay to yell words like that around children. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, I guess if like, you saw spoken enough, he's never had to run into that issue before. Yeah, so. <laughs> I know it. So yeah, so there's that's a that's a fun one. So I, I'm so glad that Chris sent that in because he and I he and I like keep in touch all the time. And um, that's I, awesome. I told him we were doing this, and he goes, "Oh, can I send one in?" And I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "All right." <laughs> so, um, but yeah, uh, man, you know, I mean kind of like Jeff was saying in his you know his point that um Star Wars and Christmas really has become these kind of merged realities in the last few years you know it's you know ever since Force Awakens in 2015 um and um you know we know that moving forward these these projects are always the movies are always going to come out at, at Christmas time and mm-hmm. i think that there is something really fun about that. And, uh, I've never been one to, like, there are a lot of people, a lot of families I know like to go to movies on Christmas, like on either on Christmas Eve or Christmas day. Right. It's kind of like this big thing folks do. It's never been something my family's done, but I will say I did. Uh, I think it was the only time ever I've gone to a movie on Christmas day is I did go and see force awakens back in 2015 with my mom on Christmas day in the morning. And, and it was great. Like I, it was so much fun to, um, to go see that on Christmas day. And obviously my mother, who's not a particularly big star Wars fan. When, when Ray caught the lightsaber at the end on star killer base, my mom literally jumped out of her seat and like shouted, yay. And I was like, that's pretty cool. So <laughs> that is pretty awesome. Uh, I, I've got a, you know, similar story. We, uh, we live just down the street from a movie theater. And, uh, a couple of years ago when rogue one was in theaters, um, we finished all the the Christmas celebrations. All the presents had been opened. Food had been eaten. All that stuff. Family had gone home. Um, and I was like, just like, hey, you know, I go on a, you know, night walk. So I was like, I could just walk over to the theater, catch a late show of Rogue One uh, and have that sort of round out my Christmas. That'd be kind of cool. And I, I told my mom I was going to do that. She's like, well, uh, what's the, when's the showing? I'll meet you over there. So, <laughs> so I walked over to the movie theater. She drove over, and we watched Rogue One, just the two of us. Um, it was it was pretty empty, so we had a, a nice little fun uh, time there. Uh, and then, you know, we'd both seen it already before, so it wasn't like it was new or anything. But we both thoroughly enjoyed it again. And um, pretty sure my mom cried uh, when all the heroes were you know dying and Jin you know died and everything. But uh, then we drove home and it was it was just a fun a fun little you know exclamation point to the end of that christmas so yeah. it's 2016 so yeah that's great i love that um yeah uh well like we said we also wanted to share some uh 
some moments from Star Wars that we felt like gave us Christmassy vibes. And, uh, right, we like we've already talked about, you know, Star Wars at Christmas time usually means some sort of Star Wars gift. So I love the first uh, point that Jason brought up because it is uh, it's a very familiar scene where somebody gets a nice little present. I have something here for you. Your father wanted you to have this when you were old enough, but your uncle wouldn't allow it. He feared you might follow old Obi-Wan on some damn fool idealistic crusade like your father did. Sir, if you'll not be needing me, I'll close down for a while. Sure, go ahead. What is it? Your father's lightsaber. This is the weapon of a Jedi Knight. Not as clumsy or random as a blaster. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the traditions that, that we do, you know, nowadays at Christmas is gift giving. <laughs> and uh, usually we, you know, obviously everyone, you know, receives gifts and, you know, some are more uh, sentimental than others. And, and, you know, but if you're like me, you really try and make sure that the gift you're giving is, is worthwhile, worth something, either something they'll, they'll use nice, you know, nicely, something they've really been wanting, or something that's just really thoughtful and meaningful. And, um, and this gift that Obi-Wan gives, not only the lightsaber, but the story of you know, Luke's father as a Jedi is, is a huge gift. It means something to Luke. It means everything to Luke at this point. It, it really kind of ignites his imagination and gives him a connection to his father that he didn't have before, something that he wanted. Um, and, and so whether, you know, you're just talking about, uh, you know, something that, you know, we like to do for our friends and family around Christmas time, or, you know, if you want to get theological here for a minute, God giving his son to the rest of the world. So, uh, you know, in, uh, the biblical narrative, there's that too. So I just thought it was a it was a nice little thing to say, yeah, gift you know, gift giving. Not gift getting, gift giving is is always a a a thing to do at this time of year and something that we we try to put a lot of thought and and tension into. Um especially for those people that mean a lot to us. So I I thought that was a nice fun little little theme, something that reminded me of Christmas and uh with Star Wars, so yeah, yeah, and just how big that moment is. Like, like you said, it's it's not only the gift of the lightsaber, but it's the gift of the story of finally getting some some real truth about who his father was, rather than this kind of boring lie that his uncle had told him. <laughs> so, yeah. and you know, you can imagine Luke has literally nothing of his father's until you know Obi Wan gives him the lightsaber. Now he actually has something tangible that belonged to his father. Um, and it, it, you know, this is, this is Obi-Wan starting to invite him into his journey, into his quest. And, uh, he does that by, by telling him how important his father is and, and how he's part of that story too. Um, so what a gift that is, right? Like it's, it's not just mm-hmm. the gift of the, the saber itself, but the gift of, of knowing, um, how important you really are. Um, and I like the way you're kind of, you know, that the analogy you're talking about here, it's, it's, it's about what you give, not even so much what you get, but this idea of Obi-Wan giving him 
giving him a possibility of a, of a more exciting future of a more powerful future. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's great. Just that, that sense of connection to something he didn't know. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, should I give, should I give my first moment from star Wars or should we play another memory? Um, let's do one memory and then we'll get into yours. All right, good. Cause our next memory is, uh, it's, it's from obviously our beloved friend, Joe Hogan and Joe is, uh, Joe doesn't understand what it means to keep something to about a minute or two. So, uh, here's Joe's, here's Joe's Christmas memory, but it's as always, it's a good one. We love you, Joe. Carl, Jason, Merry Christmas, guys. And of course, Merry Christmas and happy holidays to all the Larians who are listening. Uh, I think it's a great idea that you're doing a Christmas episode. I'm super excited because, you know, this time of year, unfortunately, a lot of people aren't going to be able to celebrate with their families. So I think it's wonderful that you guys are, uh, you know, helping us stay in the Christmas spirit. Uh, So I have three Star Wars Christmas memories. I'm going to try to rapid fire them. If you need to cut anything out, I won't be offended. No problem. First one was in about, uh, let's say, 1997 slash 1998. The uh, Power of the Force release of the At-At was finally out. And I was was begging my parents for months and months and months. Please, please, please. I want it for Christmas. It was like 80 bucks at the time, which obviously is not super cheap. Even now, it's not super cheap. But back then, it was even more expensive, of course. And it came with the uh, General Veers and uh, Ad Ad Pilot. And what a, what a surprise that was Christmas morning. It was, it was, I think it's still the biggest Star Wars toy that I own, other than like if we're counting a lightsaber, uh, you know, being long. Uh, but the Ad, it was such a big deal to me. It was something that I treasured and, and, and still treasure. It's such a wonderful, wonderful gift. Uh, the next one was in 2010. Uh, I was working on my very first Star Wars gig. It really was my first professional gig ever. Uh, I was I was doing sketch cards for Topps' Star Wars Galaxy Six, and obviously, being a licensed Star Wars artist is something was my goal for for many many years. Uh, you know, going through art school and you know working doing other things afterwards trying to break into art so uh, you know i finally got that gig and and i ended up having to work on christmas because the the deadline was i believe january 2nd or something i only had about three weeks to do over 200 sketch cards and it was my first thing ever and so it was like such a stressful time uh but i remember just on christmas day after all my family festivities just coming uh back to my desk with all my cards and just being very, very thankful that uh, I was having such a great Christmas where, you know, I got to see my family and now I'm sitting and doing this job that I worked so hard to get. Uh, so that's another one. And then the last one is kind of cheating a little bit because it wasn't Christmas Day, but it was Christmas time. Uh, 2015, when we got our first December release for a Star Wars movie. And it was such like a magical feeling, like you could feel the electricity in the air and Carl, you you were able to make it, and our friend Jazz from Norway, of course, and just many of my uh, Star Wars friends from different circles all kind of came together, and we watched it together. Uh, Force Awakens, of course, and it was it was such a, like a great time. Like I just it felt so Christmassy and and uh, just fun and exciting, and it was wonderful. Uh, Anyway, yeah, so that's it. Those are my three. Uh, Merry Christmas again. Happy holidays to anyone that is not celebrating Christmas or just in general. Just uh, 
you know, I hope everyone has a uh, safe holiday. Uh, stay home, wear your mask, all that good stuff. And uh, hopefully next year, I'm sure next year, uh, things will be back to some semblance of normalcy. Uh, Wampa's Lair, I love you guys. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I love Joe. <laughs> Thanks, Hogan. That's, that's great. Um, uh, some great memories, though. Yeah, yeah. And um, to any of you, and, and obviously Joe does all. Joe's done all of our logo artwork um, for the show over the you know nine nine plus years we've been doing this. Anytime we need a sketch of something to do as a logo, he's always so um, generous and in, in, in doing that. And then of course we just l- roped in, uh, another good friend of ours, Mike Cohen, who's been doing the photo frames for all of our new images moving forward that we've been using to promote each episode. So we've, we've been really lucky that we've got some really good artistic friends in the star Wars community. Um, and obviously I can speak to Joe's last memory cause yes, indeed I was there in 2015 and, um, I drove down from Boston to meet him and I think there was like 13 of us. Uh, and we went to this theater in New Jersey and, uh, I remember I left a little bit later than I was planning and it was a horrible drive. Like there was just tons of traffic. It was, I mean, it was like a Thursday driving from Boston to essentially past New York city. Um, Ooh. and it was just awful. And, I, there was a lot of road rage on my part. And when we finally got there, though, as soon as I walked in, I just like I just felt like I was walking into my home because it was like there was Joe and there was like some of the other guys from New York that I've become very good friends with. Jazz was there. Um, I was the last person there. Jazz from Norway beat me there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> he got to New Jersey in a more timely fashion than I did from Boston. Um but, you know, it was like Joe said, it was great. And then after the movie, we all went back. We all went to a um, like a diner and, you know, we were there till about three thirty four in the morning um, just talking about the movie, just hanging out. I mean, it was it was like a, a family get together. And like Joe said, it really did. It felt like Christmas because not only was it at Christmas time, but Christmas is about getting together with your family. And, and this was a Star Wars family getting together to to celebrate the, you know, kind of the the reemergence once again of Star Wars into pop culture. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so, Carl, why, why don't you give us your first uh, Star Wars Christmas theme that you wanted to talk about tonight? Be happy to. This is, of course, an infamous moment from none other than Episode One, The Phantom Menace. He has, a... he has special powers. Yes. He can see things before they happen. That's why he appears to have such quick reflexes. It's a Jedi trait. He deserves better than a slave's life. Had he been born in the Republic, we would have identified him earlier. The Force is unusually strong with him. That much is clear. Who was his father? There was no father. I carried him, I gave birth, I raised him. I can't explain what happened. So, I I mean, to me, when you're talking about, like, Christmas themes in Star Wars, this is kind of a big one, right? Uh, yeah. The, the, um, the story about Anakin's virgin birth, right? Uh, they, obviously, for, for anyone who is a Christian, you know... Um, even if you're not Christian, I'm sure you're familiar with obviously the Christmas story is about the Virgin Mary giving birth to Jesus. Um, and 
you know, as, as somebody who has studied theology for much of my life and, you know, that's my master's degree is in, um, you know, what I've come to learn about this story more than anything, uh, is the whole idea of Jesus being born of a virgin, whether or not that was literally factually historical ac- accurately real kind of doesn't matter. There are, uh, the Buddha, for instance, Siddhartha Gautama, their stories in Buddhism where he was born of a virgin, this whole idea of coming from a virgin isn't anything about, it's not any sort of judgment call on somebody's sexuality or sexual expression. It's actually about pointing to, well, who came from that virgin birth? Because that's something pretty rare. No, no one is born of a virgin. So this no. whole point of the Christmas story is that Jesus comes from a virgin, which is simply just saying he comes from God, like directly. And I think what's yeah. so cool in the Star Wars story, and, uh, and I think it was a very interesting angle for George to take. I think a lot of folks going into the prequel trilogy just assumed Anakin Skywalker was just a very gifted Jedi. But he, in this moment, he goes from just being like this gifted Jedi we all expected to like the gifted Jedi, right? So it goes from uh to the, like he, he becomes this this iconic character as a result. And I think the whole point of, I think, George Lucas doing that in a, in a similar vein to the whole Christian story isn't so much anything about the, the virgin stuff itself. It's just simply saying this kid is really special. And in the context of Star Wars, um, you know, and there's so many different stories about this. There, It's been hinted at in the Plagueis novel and some of the comics. It's it's still up in the air and for, open for interpretation, which I think is quite fun. But at the end of the day, the force itself is kind of breaking into the Star Wars story in the character of Anakin. It's doing something new through Anakin. Whether it is, in fact, a, just a reaction to what Sidious has been doing, I don't think really matters. At the end of the day, Anakin is what, like Qui-Gon says, he's a virgence in the Force. Um, the, whole, the, the reason I love the Christmas story as a person of the Christian tradition is because it's a constant reminder that God breaks into the mundanity of everyday life. Like God chooses to be part of human history. Mm-hmm. And I think what's so cool about this moment in Star Wars yeah. is that the force itself, it's its not just some mystical energy. It's something, there's, there's also this um, level of will to it. There's this person, I don't want to call it like personality. I think that's stretching a little too much, but the force itself is entering into the Star Wars story in a very powerful way in the character of Anakin. And he is the one who will bring balance to the yeah. force. He's going to shake things up. That's for darn sure. Um, but I just, you know, to that me, like, yeah, yeah. So like that to me yeah, is like, I was what was that? Sorry. No, I was just, I'm just agreeing with you. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, so you know, I mean, that to me is like it's a big one. You know, Qui Gon is the scene begins with him just pointing out how special Anakin is. He recognizes how special he is, and then he gets, you know, it. But in that sense of just like, yeah, he's you know, he's got a lot of similar attributes to any Jedi that would. But then it becomes something even more. It's not that he's just somebody gifted with the Force. He's almost, almost quite literally like an incarnation of the Force. The Force itself created him to do something powerful in this saga story. Um, And I really love that. Yeah. No, that's really good. It's a really good um, theme and and one that, you know, as along with you, Carl, I am, I am a Christian. I'm very much, you know, that the story of, of Jesus, you know, being born in the manger all those many, many years ago is always on my mind at this time of year, uh, just because of, of my, my upbringing and, and what I believe. So this is definitely something that uh, reminds me of of Christmas too. 
uh, in Star Wars. But I figured you were going to talk about it. So I made sure to <laughs> get something just a, a little bit different. Uh, so my next one's going to be, you know, kind of based around that loosely, but focusing on a little bit of a different aspect of it. But um, I, th- I think we should probably listen to a, another story first before I, I go into my last theme for the, the episode. Yeah, I think so, too. Here, This one comes from uh, Charles. Hello, Colin, Jason. Merry Christmas. My name's Charles, and I'm 17 years old from the United Kingdom. When I was about five or six years old, I got into Star Wars, so for quite for a lot of my life, it, it's had a huge impact on me. And I'd say that there's no better time for a Star Wars fan than Christmas, especially in recent years with the theatrical releases of movies and all of the Mandalorian and everything that comes along with Christmas. So I think looking back, my best memories of Christmas and Star Wars together are probably... 2015, going to see The Force Awakens, and I'd say again 2016, going to see Rogue One. Those were really great memories of mine. And I remember in 2016, it was the first time that I went to the cinema to watch a Star Wars film with my whole family. Even my mum came, who's not so big a Star Wars fan. And so that to me was really, really important and special. That's something I'll always remember. But looking back at when I was much younger, 2008 was an amazing year because the Clone Wars TV show had been released and all of the toys were being released as well and that was incredible. I remember my brother and I, we woke up to a giant Millennium Falcon and that was just incredible. It was absolutely amazing. We had all the characters to go in it and everything. And there were lots of clone trooper action figures. I remember those. Those were really cool. I remember so many things. Honestly, Star Wars and Christmas, just perfect. Last year for Christmas, my mum and dad actually purchased for my brother and I to go and see Return of the Jedi with live music playing in the Royal Albert Hall in London. And unfortunately, due to COVID, that just didn't happen. It was supposed to happen on October the 17th, I believe, or maybe it was the 14th, I'm not sure anymore. But it was supposed to happen this year, and unfortunately it didn't. But that that would have been really exciting. I know you both love your music, and so do I. It's one of the best factors of Star Wars, isn't it? Even now, if I'm given a Black Series figure or... Some Star Wars figures for I do, I do a lot of toy photography with my Star Wars action figures. I guess that's my way of playing with Star Wars now, other than games, which I I I try and play when I can. But college keeps me busy. Um, I guess yeah. You know, I even now I I marvel at the figures and I I spend my Boxing Day looking at them or using them. And I, I feel like a kid again. So that's really special. Thank you very much for providing this platform i think i love I, I just love hearing other people's stories when it comes to star wars and it it i love that you guys provide a platform for others to talk about it and for myself to talk about it and feel like i'm a part of something so thank you very much um i'm definitely going to look forward to listening to more of your podcasts and thank you for inspiring 
my brother and I to start our own on YouTube. So again, thank you very much, and may the force be with you. Merry Christmas. I love just, I could listen to somebody with an, an accent all day. <laughs> just just, just <laughs> yeah. so, such an uncultured American like I am. But um, I know, right? I, I, Charles, I can't believe you're 17. Like, I don't know, maybe it's just the accent, but I, oh, I'm 17. It's like, I would have guessed you were at least 25. So, <laughs> um, and, and that's not knocking anything, but just, you just, your, your manner of speaking is just so mature and, and refined. But thank you for all of those stories. They're all so wonderful. And it's, it's so great to like hear from someone who's a bit younger than we are even. And that excitement yep. of the toys in 2008 with Clone Wars, that's so funny. I mean, that was, that was the year I moved to Boston and started grad school. Um, and uh, I was like, Star Wars, like I liked Star Wars, but I wasn't really like buying Star I wasn't into Star Wars in, in that way at that time. So it's, it's, it's always so cool to me to hear those stories of folks who were getting into it at an era either later in life or obviously the early eras, you know, like someone like Jeff. Um, I just, I love those stories. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, stinks that he couldn't get to that return of the Jedi concert, you know, I mean, same thing happened to me and my buddy, Greg, like Greg was kind enough to get me a ticket to go to the empire strikes back in concert back. And I think that was in May. And obviously it was canceled because of the, the pandemic. Um, so hopefully they reschedule these things. That'd be fantastic but I'm not getting my hopes up for that. So what they need to do, Jason is bring back star Wars in concert and go on tour with that again. Yes, that is 100% what they need to do. Uh, star Wars in concert. I will pay through the nose to go see that again. Um, you know, I, I remember going the first time and I was way up in the nosebleed section. Uh, and I was like, you know what? Maybe next time if I'm able to, to afford it, I'll, I'll splurge on myself and get, get something on the floor. <laughs> I, I did, just want to be closer. Yeah, I did. Closer that, I think. I mean, because that that came out my second year in Boston. I think I, I went to it in two thousand nine, and uh, none of. I mean, none of my friends wanted to go, so I was like, "The heck with it! I'm going to splurge." And I, you know, I paid the money to get a, a ground floor seat. And I remember when they shot up the flames, like during Duel of the Fates and a few of the other songs. Like I could feel the heat of it, and I was like, "Man, this is awesome!" <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think I went. I think I went in 2010. I was already like out of town, like at a friend's wedding. So I'd already spent a bunch of money, but like it was the day I was driving back. I was like, well, they're in the city that the wedding is. So I'll just, you know, leave the, the hotel, go to the concert and then drive home afterwards. That'll be wonderful. You know? <laughs> so that, I didn't really have, you know, a lot of extra money to spend at the time. So that that's why I was in the nosebleeds, but I got there early and looked at all the costumes and saw, you know, the the display they had up front too so that was pretty fun nice well we still have a few more a few more memories and one of them is uh, uh we have one written memory so i'm gonna read this this comes from um you know our, our friend she's been on the show several times emily pelletier who was um the incredible president of the star wars club at the college i used to work at and emily's now she's graduated she's got a um biology job up in Maine, I believe. Um, so she's doing very well for herself. Um, so I was talking, I sent her a text the other night. I said, where's your Christmas memory? She goes, I'll email you one. So I said, okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, but this is what Emily says. Emily says, Christmas for me as a kid always meant seeing my cousin, Derek. Well, he's my mom's cousin, but my family doesn't really care. Uh, Derek is one of the biggest star Wars nerds I knew growing up with an infectious love of the movies. You'd like him, Carl. He's also an empire fan which was one of the things we jokingly argue about. 
When I was 12, during my school's winter break, he came over to watch Empire and let me borrow one of the boxes of Star Wars novels he had, which was my introduction to the expanded universe. I'm pretty sure I read about half those books in like a month. When we heard the news about Disney making a new Star Wars movie, we said we'd go see them together. A promise we didn't fulfill until The Rise of Skywalker, but at least it happened. Everyone knew at Family Christmas that we'd be talking about whichever Star Wars was out, so most of the cousins and aunts and uncles would try to watch it before then. We're all loud and opinionated, but they were always fun conversations. Since Derek is about 20 years older than me, Star Wars was the thing that bridged the generation gap between the two of us. My parents might have introduced me to Star Wars, but Derek was the one who helped helped it grow into a lifelong love, even if we only saw it once at Christmas. Hope you both are doing well. Merry Christmas, and may the Force be with you. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah, I love that it it it, uh, it bridges the the generation gap because it does. You know, it's it's a it's a common point, and it's it's really fun to hear that 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 same story you know happen again and again, especially now at Christmas time. So yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. It's a really cool story, Emily. Yeah, so. yeah, and and I love her point about. Um, I mean, it, it in a funny way, Jason. Her story connects to your your first point with uh, the story of Obi Wan. Derek was her her Ben Kenobi who brought her a box of Star Wars novels. Um, yes. Your father wanted you to have this when you're old enough, but you couldn't read back then. <laughs> so, <laughs> you were but a wee child. Um, you needed pictures. Yeah, um. <laughs> but it's, it's like I love this story because I mean, my cousins Rick and Andrew are the ones that got me into Star Wars. I mean, we played that all the time growing up, even before I saw the movies. Um, but I. Uh, Emily's story reminds me of one more thing I want to bring up, which is weirdly enough, my favorite star Wars gift that I would like my regular star Wars gift. I got growing up, but not which as much as I loved getting the action figures. Cause obviously I did. I also spent all my allowance and all my birthday money on the action figures. So I loved when I would get the new novels. And I just remember two Christmases in a row getting the, um, I got the the Jedi Academy trilogy one year, and then I got the Thrawn trilogy the year after. And I, I know that sequentially those are out of order. I didn't care. Um, and f- for whatever reason, Jason, like when I was younger, when I had a little bit of money in my in my wallet, I had to go buy a toy because like I was playing with the action figures all the time. So I I was like, oh, I really want this book, but if I buy that book, I can't get the new fill in the blank, right? Um, right. So I would love it at Christmas because I'd usually get a few of the books and I'm sure my, my folks loved giving me books because you know, who doesn't want their kid to read? And I would literally just sit down on Christmas night and just dive right into those books. And the thing I always loved about the star Wars novels, especially at that time was all the stories I was telling with my action figures became so much more fleshed out. Thanks to these expanded stories. It was like, Oh, well like now that Han and Leia, like this is their kid. And like, I would just grab a rant, right? Like it it just, it expanded upon at that time, only three movies and gave me these richer stories to tell with those action figures. So it was like Christmas time, which is a season of imagination really fed my imagination with those expanded universe stories. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Now the books, her, I, I definitely got into the books early on, and um, yeah, by you know, so that's always that's always been a really cool thing, and I I, I still get into the books. I just listen to them now. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And I, I am I am super excited because uh, come January, my Audible credit is going to the first book in the uh, oh, that's right the the high 
uh, Republic era series. Yeah. So that's coming out in January. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah, I've actually but, been uh, I've been rereading the Legacy of the Force series, which started in I think 2005. Yeah, right after Revenge of the Sith came out. Um, I'm doing a reread of that with a friend of mine, and I'm at, I'm into book three already, and I'm having a good time with it. It's just fun. Like there are a lot of ridiculous parts of it and uh, some silliness, but you know what? It's fun, and that's what I go to Star Wars for. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, well, should I uh, give my other please, theme yes, here yes. that I picked up? Yes, indeed. All right. Well, like I said, this this sort of ties in with uh, with the theme that you've already mentioned here. Um, but I'm tying in Anakin, Luke, and Ray um, into the fact that you know the you know, and like I said, the the Christmas story for me, the the biblical Christmas story for me, is always a huge part of Christmas. Uh, in my family and my experience. And so that's where my brain goes with a lot of these things. So I know not everybody celebrates that, um, but this is my experience and, and how I, I celebrate Christmas this time of year. Um, and the the thing is, is that, you know, the savior, the the hero of the story, if we if you will, um, it comes from nowhere, from a, a nowhere part of, the world you know we know we, we've talked about this numerous times with anakin luke and ray and how they they're from backward worlds no one you know nobody ever thinks something like that could happen um but not only is uh you know the the biblical jesus uh you know born in bethlehem which is kind of like you know jerusalem's the capital city where everything happens and it's like eh, all the hillbillies live out in bethlehem kind of a deal you know it's like the suburbs um nobody cares <laughs> so much um but his father is from nazareth as well and we know from later on in the biblical narrative that uh even you know people who ended up becoming jesus disciples were like nazareth who nothing good comes from nazareth like what you know why is <laughs> why is this why is this a thing? So, uh, but that's where Jesus is from. You know, the, the biblical story, the, the, the Christ comes in and he is from, uh, you know, a nowhere place and ends up becoming someone that changes the world. And it's possibly if you, you know, if you believe he is, you know, historical uh, person, changes the world more, you know, is the most influential person in history probably at this mm -hmm. point. So, um and that is the, you know, what happens with Anakin, happens with Luke, happens with Ray. You know, they come from nowhere and they they burst onto the scene through, you know, various circumstances and they change the galaxy around them. So, yeah, that's a great point. And actually, while you were just talking, I was thinking about how so, right, like obviously in this in the Christian story, Jesus is born in Bethlehem. And whether or not he's from there, it depends on which Christmas story you're reading. According to Matthew, that's where he's from. According to Luke, he's from Nazareth, but they went to Bethlehem uh, for a census. So, you know, but at the end of the day, the reason it's important that Jesus be born in Bethlehem is because according to the Old Testament prophets, the Savior was going to come from Bethlehem, which is the city of David. Um, King David is this obviously incredibly important yeah. character in the, the Old Testament. And I was just thinking as you were talking about how how important it is that all of our, all of those characters, in a sense, are from Tatooine. And I mean that in the sense that all Skywalkers are from Tatooine. And and as you were talking, I thought about, well, obviously, Anakin essentially grows up there. 
that's a, it, it's a nowhere planet. But then Luke also grows up there and there's something now sacred about Tatooine because that's where the chosen one came from. Luke also, he grows up in the line of Skywalker. He grows up on that in that Bethlehem Tatooine planet. And what I think is actually kind of makes me like the ending of Rise of Skywalker more is Ray goes there to take the name Skywalker. Well, if you're going to take the name Skywalker, you should probably take it in on Tatooine. So like, that's a really cool connection. I, I, I was just kind of putting those pieces together as you were talking. Cause it's like, yeah, all the Skywalkers in a sense are, you know, have, have an attachment to Tatooine. So for Ray to choose that name, it makes sense to me that she chooses it there on Tatooine. Um, cause Ray Skywalker is born there, right? Before that she was right. Ray nobody, but Ray Skywalker comes from Tatooine. So like it kind of follows that tradition of, of being from that place. So I love that. That's great, Jason. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I thought that was a fun one. Um, well, we just have a couple more stories. Uh, this next one comes from, uh, Arc Trooper five. That's right. Fives himself sent us a Christmas memory. Excellent. Hello there. Hey guys, this is Arc Trooper Fives from Clone Army Radio. Um, I've been listening to you guys for probably a little over a year now. I'm a big fan. I enjoy hearing your takes on everything. Um, and I just kind of wanted to participate in, in your Star Wars Christmas uh, message that you're doing. You know, I have a couple really quick. I've run through them early in the 90s. On Christmas Day, my brother got me this huge like paper towel box that I unwrapped and it had like the first couple of waves or whatever of the power of the force figures and the shadow of the empire figures. And, uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, I was sort of youngish, youngish at that time. So I was really excited and it was around the time where I was really starting to get into expanded universe star Wars. The other thing was um in 2015 the force awakens i took my now fiance to her first star wars film in a movie theater and you know that really awakened her i guess you could say to becoming a star wars fan um so that movie is always going to hold a, a special place in my heart and then last year last christmas i uh not only proposed but uh she got me a an uh, a replica of the Ambam pulse rifle that Din Djarin uses, um, which I found out was a pretty expensive Etsy creation, um, and it's probably one of my favorite pieces in my collection. So anyways, I just wanted to share that with you all, and I um, I really appreciate your show, and Merry Christmas. Can we just comment well, about how... I really want fives to now read a night a night before Christmas because that voice is just so rich and That's perfect. Exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yes, was the night before Christmas and all. To the, hey, um, can we can we contact you yeah. and and just have you read that for us <laughs> for next week or something? I don't know. You know. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, what a that, great voice. Great. Yeah. No. Uh, it, that's I, a, that's really cool. I love the memory. So yeah. But well, you, so you. Going back to like your first one there from Star Wars about the whole gift giving, like taking his his partner who's now his fiance to see Force Awakens, and it awakened um a, a an even deeper connection. and And I get that, like getting to share Star Wars with a 
with with someone that you really love and and like when I did go to Sea Force Awakens I I went with my previous partner obviously we're not together anymore but it was this great opportunity to really share something really special to me and that was why Rise of Skywalker was perfect cuz I got to go with some of my closest friends who I've become friends with since Force Awakens came out so like I didn't get to see any of the new movies with them until Rise of Skywalker and like getting to be with some of my closest friends that night um was just I mean it's it's just so beautiful like it's it's a way for them to see you uh like they they're casual Star Wars fans but for them to see me seeing a new Star Wars like they get to see <laughs> a side of you that's really quite wonderful and 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 they they really celebrate that with you. So I think that's really cool that he was able to, to share that with his partner and give that gift to her. And, um, yeah. sounds like he, he got a great gift in back with that friggin' uh, pulse can. And that's awesome. Pulse rifle. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. 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 The pulse <laughs> rifle. And then she said, yes. So, um, <laughs> that's also pretty cool. So- <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, you've got a, you got one more, uh, I think, uh, I sure do. Um, and this is this is a one of my favorite moments in Star Wars, and I've talked about it before, but it's to me just a very Christmassy type of moment, and it's from Return of the Jedi. Yes, R2, I was just coming to that. Toronto Gosh. Master Luke at Chimney Chudu. Uta Millennium Hawken. I love 3PO's bedtime story. <laughs> It's so good. It's so magical. <laughs> and, you know, the reason I, I was just thinking about it because of Christmas is, again, it's it's about a family gathering together and, and remembering and retelling their story. I mean, right? So many family gatherings, especially at the holidays, are families just kind of reminiscing, t- talking about things that happened in their past, talking about things that have happened since the last time they saw each other. Because, right, a lot of families like the big family gatherings just happen once a year at the holidays. So it's kind of an opportunity Mm -hmm. to catch folks up on your life, catch them up on your story and seeing how it integrates. And I feel like this moment in return of the Jedi is three PO, you know, reminding both the audience where we've come from, but it's also telling this, this new group, their story and they become part of that clan, right? They become Mm -hmm. part of the Ewok tribe. They're adopted into bright tree village. And, um, you know, that's also a huge thing about, you know, family gatherings is you, know, you bring a new partner with you, you bring some new friends with you, whatever it may be. But those family gatherings often tend to grow over time. People have children of their own, right? Like um, my mom is one of nine. Like those family parties are a blast. I have 30 odd cousins. Like there, there are a lot of people. A lot of them have kids now. Like it's it's constantly growing. Um, and right, like this moment in Return of the Jedi is an opportunity 
to to tell that story and um, to remember kind of the, the the joy and the trials and the tribulations you've gone through on your journey um, together. And you're doing that together, right? They're gathered around a campfire. I mean, it's a beautifully cozy scene. Um, you know, it's there's just something very heartwarming in that moment. Um, mm-hmm. And and it really is. I mean, it's our Star Wars family. It's Han, Luke, Leia, Chewie, the droids. I mean, they're telling their story. They and, and, and you know, it kind of connects back to the first point you made, right? Like Obi-Wan brings Luke into the story and now here's 3PO telling their story. It's the story of a family. Um, I just find that incredibly beautiful. Yeah. Well, and it, it not only is it just, you know, like like people telling, you know, the stories and catching everybody up from the years before. But, you know, around Christmas time, we always tell stories. We, we you know, the, the night before Christmas is, is a traditional, yeah. you know, story that gets read over and over and over again. We all watch the same movies. It's a tradition. You know, we, you know, people go watch Elf or It's a Wonderful Life or whatever they, they you know, Die Hard if for some people. <laughs> um, I, I love Die Hard. I don't, I don't know why it's considered a Christmas movie except for the fact it's considered it's on Christmas or whatever, but it, that's a debate I won't get into. Um, <laughs> But you know, people do that all that all that kind of stuff. So you know, it, it's it's a tradition to to tell stories or watch stories or read stories and things like that, and revisit old things um, with family and friends and things like that. So that's a it's another thing that how that that could tie into this scene. You know, it's a yeah, and it's just a really beautiful scene. I love I love Three Bears Bedtime Story. People, I, I wish you could have seen the video of Carl and I. We were essentially <laughs> miming 3PO the entire time he was telling the story. So uh, it, it, this is how Carl and I entertain ourselves uh, during the, the audio clip breaks. So, um. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Um, well, be, before we wrap it up, we have one last me- um, story to play for you. And it, and it comes from, from my buddy and yours, good old Greg Cass. Uh, who was obviously kind enough to to jump on for a mini episode with me just a few days ago? But uh, let's let's take a listen to Greg's Christmas memory. Hi, Wampas Lair, and all you wonderful Larians. I just want to say happy holidays to everybody. Uh, my quick Star Wars holiday memory is that every year my grandparents would hold a giant uh, Christmas party, and it would be everybody in town invited, and their house would be packed to the gills. And every year I would sneak upstairs because it happened to always be the same time that the USA Network would air Star Wars. And so that Friday night, each December, I would find my way up to my grandparents' bedroom, turn on their tiny, crappy, black and white television, and watch Return of the Jedi usually because, you know, it was so rare that you got to watch the Star Wars movies. They weren't just on Disney+. Plus. So I always link, you know, uh, these December cold, dark weekends with finding a little time to watch the OT and just enjoy the magic of it, even if it's on a tiny black and white TV uh, with commercial breaks. I hope everybody uh, has a good holiday, and I hope we can all look forward to better times ahead in 2021. May the force be with you. So, so my buddy, Greg, um, he, he's, his favorite Christmas memory is sneaking away from friends and family at a party to go watch star Wars. (laughs) No, I love it. The life of an introvert. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And uh, I just, I love the, just like that visual, like I, I can't remember the name of the artist. He's he just did one recently. He's in the celebration store right now. Um, 
where he did like a a kid looking at um, all the Empire Strikes Back toys on the shelf because he did like an homage to the 40th anniversary of Empire. Um, he did one a while back where uh, the kids looking at like all these movie posters from the past It's you know, he does these very nostalgic prints. Um, if you're looking that up, I appreciate it. Cause he's a phenom- phenomenal artist. I just can't think of his name. Um, so while Jason's looking that up, I would love to see him do a rendering of good old Greg laying on his grandparents bed, watching the black and white version of return of the Jedi. Like, like that, just <laughs> like that visual, just like, that's just such a heartwarming visual. Um, so uh, I, I really love that story. Um, and honestly, I'm, it's going to make me tell one more of my own. And, and, and again, I know I've told this before over the years, but, uh, similar to like what Greg said, I remember when, when I was young, um, like when I first got into star Wars in like 94, 95, and, uh, I didn't have any copies of them yet. I didn't own any physical copies of them. And I remember each year around November, early December, the sci-fi channel would play a star Wars movie marathon. And I just have so many fond memories of decorating our Christmas tree, while watching Empire Strikes Back and or Return of the Jedi. And, uh, you know, I once the Christmas tree was up, I would play with my action figures in the tree, pretending it was Endor. Um, and obviously growing up in upstate New York, uh, when we'd be watching the Battle of Hoth, the next day I'd go out in the snow and pretend that it was the Battle of Hoth. So <laughs> um, plenty of fond memories myself around uh, Christmas, the holidays, and, and it being this rare time of the year in my early fandom where I could actually watch the movies because, like Greg said, they weren't as easily accessible <laughs> in those days. Um, so Unfortunately, I'm not finding... Don't worry about uh, it. Friends, Don't worry so about sorry. it. Sorry. No, that's okay. Um, but anyway, so I don't know any, any last stories, story or stories you want to tell Jason? Uh, I mean, I think I'm just looking forward to seeing what other star Wars memories happen at Christmas time. Uh, obviously, you know, we got a nice little Christmas present with the Mandalorian season finale this past weekend with, uh, well, Luke Skywalker making his appearance. And on Christmas Day, we're going to get an it, apparently it's not a whole series like it was the first time, but we're going to get a gallery episode of season two, the making of season two, which comes out on Christmas Day. So I wish they were doing like a whole series again like they did last last time. But it's just it's just going to be a one a one and done. But I'm sure it'll be substantial. I, my guess is it's not going to be like a half hour thing. I, I would imagine it'll be. Uh, I, I mean, I obviously don't know. I'm just guessing. But that comes out on Christmas Day. So yippee for that. <laughs> yeah. And and so I, I think what I'm looking forward to now is just to see what might what Christmas memories, Star Wars Christmas memories might happen this year or next year or something like that. Is uh because the the thing about these these things is especially now that the, the theatrical releases are gonna be in December and you know, we're getting more and more new content with all sorts of you know new things coming down the pipe in the future. Um I think I think I'm just looking forward to seeing what we continue to get. Um, Christmas memories aren't just for the past. They're, mm-hmm. they're going to come back around and we're going to keep getting new ones as time goes on. So, uh, And that's the exciting thing. <laughs> Absolutely. You're right. I mean, I think it, it, Christmas time is a very nostalgic time. It's great for retelling things, but it's also an opportunity to make new ones. And I think mm-hmm. in a weird way, this year presents us that because we're all challenged with this pandemic that's still going on, right? We're, we're being limited in how we can gather, uh, where we can gather. So I think this is a year for us to make, um, you know, probably some less exciting 
changes, but at the same time, it's an opportunity to, to also do things that'll be fun. You know, it might be on mm-hmm. smaller scales, but an opportunity to, to, to do something new maybe this year. Um, yeah. So, or, or plan for something big and spectacular next year. Yes. So. <laughs> yes, indeed. Exactly. Um, so I think that's going to do it for, for us. Um, you know, uh, to all of you who sent in your memories, thank you so much for taking the time to record those and send them in. Um, it really means a lot to us and it was really awesome yes. getting to hear a plethora of stories and, and experiences from kind of a diverse age range too, which is really great. Um, so, uh, you know, to all of you, we hope you have a really wonderful, happy holiday and Christmas season. Um, wh- you know, whatever you celebrate or whatever you don't celebrate, you know, may the, the upcoming week just be a time for, for rest, hopefully an opportunity to, to have some fun with the people you love most. Um, and, uh, like, like we said at the top of the show, we're going to, we're going to be off next week. Um, but we'll be back, you know, uh, to do a season two recap of Mandalorian, which we're both super jazzed about. Um, but, uh, just, just to, just to, to reiterate again, um, how appreciative I am of all of you that listen to this show again, nine years ago, we were one of maybe two dozen star Wars podcasts. Now we are one of probably 200 star Wars podcasts and yeah, you know, they, they all do such fantastic work. Um, we are just one, one in a million at this point. So the fact that you take the time to listen to us, to, to participate with us, whether it's telling, telling your stories, whether it's sending us emails, participating in polls, whatever, uh, just know how thankful and grateful we are for you and your time and, and your support of this show. Um, we really do wish you a very, very lovely holiday season. Yeah. And, and again, just thank you for, for contributing to tonight's episode and just for everyone who contributes throughout the year, even if it's just listening, uh, the fact that you guys do that for us is, is, you know, a, a gift beyond what Carl and I ever expected we would get doing this podcast. You know, your the, the devotion that you guys show us and the, the, uh, contributions that you guys give us, you know, week after week for this show. Um, it, neither of us imagined that it, w- it was going to get to this level and, and we appreciate each and every one of you. So thank you so much for all of that. Um, Indeed. Carl, if yeah, people want to uh, share any of their Christmas loot that they get the Star Wars <laughs> Christmas that they get this year, or or anything else Star Wars related, um, where can they do that? Because we're we're not doing a polar matchup this uh, um, this yeah. week because uh, we're going to take the next week off. Um, but uh, where can they they can get in contact with us and yes. and share all their fun Star Wars yeah. uh, loot yeah. this year. Definitely would definitely encourage you sending us uh, anything exciting you got uh, this Christmas season that you want to that you want to share. And um, ooh, that's very loud. Sorry, uh, but you can do that. We are on Twitter at Wampas Lair, uh, Facebook Wampas Lair Podcast. We're on Instagram the underscore Wampas Lair. You can email us at Wampas Lair Podcast Gmail dot com. And of course, you can support the show on our Patreon Patreon dot com slash Wampas Lair. Indeed. Anything else, Carl, before we close down this episode? Jason, a very Merry Christmas, my friend. Very Merry Christmas to you, Carl. Very Merry Christmas to all of you Larians. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. 
Thank you so much for listening to episode 408 of the Wampus Lair podcast, a Larian Christmas. We'll be back next year in 2021. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time here in the Wampus Lair. Why is that droid floating? Because he is wearing hover skates. Take those off, R5-D4. You're supposed to build the toys, not play with them. If they're not ready by Christmas, as Claus will be furious. I agree, R2. We had better help them. Perhaps Chewie can help, too. Watch out, Silly friend is the sound of bells. What are bells?